Hey everybody, this is Davis over at the CFG and I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where we talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and so much more. If you like the interviews we do with these amazing guests, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel, or you can go to either our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com to not miss an episode or go check out any pod, go to any podcast services out there. Today, I am speaking to an incredible person who has been, who has uh, been, who has like done decades of martial arts training. They were part in part of some iconic projects like TMNT 2, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, and the start of the, the iconic video game series, Mortal Kombat. He has played characters in that series as uh, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Reptile, and the most iconic, Johnny Cage. I'd like to welcome Daniel Pacina to the show. How are you doing, sir? Good, good. How's it going over there? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. It's a, it's a, it's a big, it's a big honor to, to 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 talk to you. I've been like, I, you know, it's funny. I've met you at conventions, a lot like a game on expo and stuff for years. I'm like, you know what? I'll eventually want to just sit down and chat with this guy. <laughs> yeah, we finally get a little time to do it. Oh yes, big time, big time. All right, well let's get uh, let's get into it. Uh, so, uh, well, first off, like, what uh, got you? Like, I mean, you've been doing martial arts for a long time now, uh, but I've been I've always kind of wondered, like, what got you into like martial arts itself? Like, what 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 was the draw for you for martial arts? I have uh, I have three brothers, two older and one younger, and the the younger one is is Raiden. So. But the two older ones, you know, I came in and, uh, you know, I was born in an era where there was no remote control for a TV yet. So my brothers used to make me go be the remote control. I used to do little chores. You know, uh, if one of them had to throw out the garbage, I would be throwing out the garbage. But so anyway, uh, one day I saw some martial arts on a TV program called uh, uh, Charlie Chan. He's like a detective. And so during this episode, I saw him throw this little short guy, throw this big guy. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. And my dad told me, oh, that's judo, you know. And so I wanted to learn martial arts so that way I could defend myself from my brother. Not that they were abusive, but I was like, I could stand up for myself if I learned martial arts. So that began my martial arts training. Oh, that's that's awesome! And like, uh, I mean, throughout your style, though, I mean, like, I mean, like, like, so what, like, what kind of martial arts, like, what kind of styles did you have you learned throughout the throughout the years? I started with judo, Japanese judo, and then uh, a little bit of Shotokan karate and some Japanese jujitsu. Mm. That was 1969. Started in 1969. Uh, 69. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The, there was no kids class there was a, a young adult class that my dad uh talked the instructor into taking me into because you know i was only like uh 11 years old 10 11 years old something like that um so you know i started training with kids who are you know basically teenagers older than me uh so it was a good experience, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, but, yeah, most definitely. But wow, that is so. That's so crazy. Now I know that, uh, like, uh, in the past, I know that you've said that you like when when growing up too, that you were like into like you know comics, D and D, and stuff like that. Like, uh, I was kind of curious, like, what kind of comics and stuff did you did you like li like, or what were you into when you were growing up? Well, uh, you know, I had my oldest brother 
had rheumatoid arthritis and was hospitalized for like uh, back in the day for like almost two years. So mm-hmm. his friends, his friends would bring him comics to to read in the hospital and and books, you know, uh, you know, uh, magazines and things like that. Uh, so my brother used to kick back, you know, comics. It would be you know anything from Archie to the Incredible Hulk, Fantastic Four. There were so many different uh, comic books that I would just get, and I would really, really uh, loved reading them. And plus, it's a gift for my older brother, so I would kind of treasure them. <laughs> so it was like a, a huge variety, you know, anything, you know, because they were bringing him just anything to read. Mad Magazine, he would be getting that Mad Magazine back back in the day, if uh, if people remember that. So it was a <laughs> yeah, it was really really cool. Oh wow! <laughs> so maybe you had the very red, nice eclectic, random taste of different kinds of uh, bits of everything <laughs> there growing up. Yeah. Uh, wow, very, very nice. And uh, uh, let me see. Okay, there we go. And uh, just uh, uh itself, I mean, like you started like uh, like you got into like Mortal Kombat like back in the, like in the day like what is the story like what got you like t- to get into that project initially like what what made you uh, like a uh, uh what what was the what was the becoming of the story like what was your story to get in <laughs> uh yeah so back in the day way before mortal kombat my brother uh is an is an artist right now he works for uh, well he just retired but he worked for Warner Brothers Netherrealm uh, as a graphic artist and lead uh, lead animator and action uh, uh, concepts. So he used to draw at my kitchen's table when they were when my brother was like in beginning in high school with a friend called his name was John Tobias. And then John would had this vision uh, during that time. He had this vision of doing like kung fu movies because it was back in the day when you you know you a lot of kung fu movies, Shaw Brother movies. Uh, so John wanted to really direct the movie, and he was like, "Oh man, you guys could do kung fu, and I could direct it." And that's something like from from childhood. Years later, uh, you know, I just got done doing uh, martial arts stunts uh, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, and John called me up and he's like, "Hey." Remember when, you know, remember back in the day when we used to dream of, you know, doing Kung Fu movies? He's like, I work for a video game company and I want to do a live, like a live action video game where the people in it are live, but they actually know martial arts, you know. Uh, too, I, I, you know, I back in the day we had uh, Street Fighter and Pit Fighter, you know. So, but, the, you know, the martial arts and Street Fighter, you know, nobody really throws techniques like that. You'd, you'd break your leg or you know, hurt yourself to go because it's not real, but it's really cool because I was a fan, gave it quarters and pit fighter was live, but those guys didn't know how to fight. So I was like, Oh man, we can make something like that. It would be really, really cool. It'd be like actual martial art techniques. And so, uh, he, I was like, so what do we got to do? And he's like, well, we'll first thing to do is, you know, we'll, we'll meet and put some ideas together. And then I have some drawings and we're going to, take those and we're going to present them to this company I work for Midway Games. So, you know, we met up and did some uh, choreography fight scenes and then just uh, martial art forms and took those drawings and he uh, presented them to the company. So, uh, you know, uh, John called me up and he's like, hey, they like the idea. They want to sit down and talk with us. So, 
basically he's like bring your bring some really good ideas because you know he was like i can't pay you much and, and this project's only 200 arcade cabinets but i'll i'll let you help create this thing so collaborate on, on creating it and so i was like okay so i was like you know what we so we we got a meeting with uh with a manager and programmer to this idea and uh, later on uh, uh, I, his name ed ed, mm-hmm. ed so yeah yeah so we sat down and started pitching this idea and i was like you know what to make this really unique i think we should change the japanese ninja into uh chinese lin kuei and then john was like what is that and so i had you know i had the book uh, uh this book uh Legend, uh, what was it? Legends of the Vagabonder. I forget what the name of it was, but this book on the Lin Kuei. And I was like, oh, they uh, they mix martial arts and mysticism. It'd be really cool to have this in, in this in this fighting game because it could be a fantasy fighting game. And so John was like, oh, he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's 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 do that. He's like, you know, lend me the book. I was like, no, I'm not going to lend you the book because nobody lends comic books to their friends. But I did go with him to to the store to buy the book. You know the point at which went out and to, to, to buy it, but at the end of that meeting, uh, end of that meeting, they decided not to go with our idea. They liked the idea of a fighting game, and they said no to the idea. Uh, and you know, uh, Ed Ed thought it'd be better. You know, he works for the company, so he, you know he's got to watch out for the company. You know, he'd rather make a game that makes uh, way more money. So he was like, "Oh, we should do a game with John Claude Van Damme." So Ed said no to the more what would later on become known as the Mortal Kombat project, and he wanted to do a, a game with Van Damme. So, you know, uh, later on that didn't work out, and then John called me up and said, "Hey, that game didn't work out. Uh, they want us to do our 200 arcade cabinet games." So, so they chose was- option B, <laughs> like in the like the last minute. They're like, "Okay, so Van Damme was out." I guess we got this in the in the back burner, so let's just push let's push on with this. Yeah, because I think in the end, like uh, you know, for John when he when he presented his vision, I could really see the vision of the game. Uh, you know, I was like, man, this is going to be like such a cool game. But I don't think that you know Ed and the company thought you know had that vision. They didn't really see that that. That's why too. I can understand that because they're going to take a chance on. Nobody is doing a video game when they have to watch out, you know, they have to be responsible for money and, and things like that for the company money. So, you know, I could see his position uh, back then. But, you know, John and I were like, OK, we sat in a room for. For eight to 10 hours a day for like five or six days, creating a yeah, creating a pathway to the game. You know, the, the first thing he said when I showed up on set was like he put, the, his, uh, you know, we even used. John's father's camera to shoot the, the first Mortal Kombat game. So it wasn't like a, you know, company owned camera, but he, he put, he put the camera like in front of me, he's like, do some cool moves, you know? And that's how the game started, like just creating moves and creating ideas. I mean, like the way that you just described how, like you, you would think that how Mortal Kombat was more structured <laughs> on being released, like, you know, that that's being announced because, uh, uh, in my opinion, because when I was a kid, when when Mortal Kombat first came out, I'm like, wow, I've never seen a game, a fighting game like this before, especially 
full motion captured uh, individuals, you know, uh, had their own special kinds of moves, all these different kinds of things. But the way you're describing how this was, like on the back end, they're like, okay, let's, uh, let's just, let's, let's, uh, uh, y'all, y'all, uh, we, we're gonna give you a low budget, low budget uh, game, have fun, uh, figure out how, how this is gonna work, and then let's see how it works. And that's how it, 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 it goes, you know? I mean, you are basically correct because the shot sheet, John brought in a piece of paper that said high, medium, low. And that's all it said. And it was, you know, I started because I do more kung fu. I would like, he's like, strike to the face. So I would do like kung fu moves. You know, striking to the face as opposed to, you know, how it really turned out was much different than how we started creating it. It was just because of, uh, you know, lack of technology that it, mm-hmm. you know, it still turned out pretty cool. But we had like, we had like a lot of ideas, like what it looks like today, even, even is a little short of the ideas we have. You know, we wanted, when we were pitching the game to Ed, we wanted, you know, blood already. We wanted, uh x-rays you know uh, during the development you know we wanted tag teams we wanted all this stuff brutalities three three fatalities you know all that stuff we we uh we kind of were just coming up with this stuff you know during during when we were creating it Mm -hmm. man so so like uh, so like i mean itself i mean it just seems like well technically everything that you listed it's eventually what where where it got to but from like when you initially started like uh itself uh uh like i mean i don't believe there was y'all you wore suits or anything with motion capture suits because i did see like you know the old the old things like y'all dressed up as your characters and then y'all were just on a on a blank screen itself like did that that process alone, like, uh, did it was this was this like y'all were y'all learning this on the fly? Was this something that was uh was this something that y'all were just you're, y'all were in the process of creating while y'all were creating the game? Like, like how did all that feel? To, uh, well, doing all of that. Well, you know what? When we were filming, you know, when we were creating the game, you know, we filmed for two days for about twenty hours. Two days, you know. Oh my god! Hours. Yeah, so we filmed, and then. We took a, a then, uh, then finally John and I took a look at it and we're like, when we looked at it, John looked at me and he's like, we can't use this. He was like, we have some good ideas. We can't use it. And I was just like, oh, why not? And he's like, because when you stand closer to the camera, you're bigger than when you stand away. And I was like, oh crap, you're right. It's 2D. Uh, oh, you know, oops, sorry. Oops. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so. I was like, we have to mark the floor. And so John is like, and I have to mark where I put the camera. So while John marked the floor, I created this little little box that you see in, in the, they even, I think they even use it today, but a little box that would like, I was like, okay, I'm going to do my fighting stance here. And then how far forward can I move forward before the lighting changes and how far back? So we all kind of worked that, you know, we, we kind of marked that out and, on the fly at that too we had overhead light and then john and i went and got a couple of desk lights to make lighting for for this project so even that even the first like it was brutal (laughs) you know what i mean and then we marked the floor and we come in the third day and somebody had removed the marks on the floor so, so all of a sudden we had to start from uh, zero again and John called Ed up, you know, because at this point Ed wasn't really around 
you know, he was only around to to kind of be like buy us lunch and and you know he was like, he's the manager, so he wasn't you know he was letting us kind of come up with create all these ideas. Uh, but we had to call him and say, hey, you got to tell everybody not to move the markings on the floor because every when you move them, then we got to start at the beginning. So that happened a couple times. So even three days we learned like that. Two other days we're restarting because somebody moved the marks on the floor and we had to remark it. But we were kept on learn adding more to it. You know, John and I were like creating more stuff. Oh, we have to make sure that, you know, I, I found a mic stand example that I was like, we got to use this mic stand. Nobody can really touch this mic stand because where I mark it means that everyone comes in will hit the same place as I do. So that way everybody's kind of uniformed as far as uh, striking, but everybody's going to change their strikes. So we started experimenting with like, oh, when somebody else comes in, instead of striking with their fist vertical, we're going to have it a little horizontal. That way each character would have a different look, but generally be the same. So John, you know, I was basically responsible for for kind of coming up with those those ideas. That, oh those wow! Yeah. You, y'all sound you sound like you, so y'all sound or you sound like you had a lot of like you know full you know like control when it came to like you know the ideas and stuff to come into the game itself. Like, uh, like uh, what kind of stuff did you like? Uh, what kind of uh things that you would say that are like uh, parts that was like. This is what I. This is my. Besides you yourself, as De, uh, Daniel Pacita as the uh, as the character, we know you got your you, you got the full body motion and everything as the characters. But like, were there things like a mo- like specific moves, attacks, or you know, like things that that, that you uh, that you uh, that was put into the game that you suggested that was it that was inside of it or? Yeah, probably eighty or ninety percent. Oh my god, you had that much control uh, in the game. Like, really? Yeah, nobody. Because again, uh, the the lead was John, and John would, knew the art and what his vision was, but he wasn't a special artist. And he was just like, wait, well, you know, he would, I would do something, and then he'd be like, oh, that looks cool, do it again. And then he's like, change that, change that, this. And I was like, hey, how about if we just drop that and do this? And then we would do that. So meaning like, uh, man, things like, uh, you know, when we're when I'm jumping, he's like. Uh, do a jump kick, you know what I mean? And so uh, he, he's like, don't jump high and do the kick. And so I'm trying to do this jump kick and, and things like that. But, you know, if you jump too high, the shading on the top of your head and you can't use that frame then. He's like, jump low, but put your feet up. And I was like, John, you want me to float? And he laughed and, he, and, I, and I was like, and I was like, well, what if I jump? You get the frame of me jumping because that way, you know, when you, when you're cre- when I was creating this, I wanted to to look like the body was doing something, not just I'm gonna sit in a chair. Like I would, you know, before you jump, you see that, you know, you see that just physical. natural physics, natural yeah. physics of you jumping. Yeah, you see something in the frame. People are, you know, your your perception sees something. So I was like, I'm gonna jump, and then we'll cut. And then I looked around, and I was like, and I'll sit on something, and you'll get that frame, and then you get the the one where I land. And so John was like, okay, I'll get a chair. And I was like, no, we don't, we can't get a chair because it looked like I'm sitting in a chair. And so I looked around and I saw a staircase they used for, for a different game. I was like, you know what? I could balance myself on this. So it will look like I'm not just sitting. That way the action, the body looks like it's an action. And two, I was like, when we bring other people in, I will be able to position them in different ways. So that way everyone looks a little bit different. 
So that way, you know, when they're doing their jumps and stuff like that, we can reposition them in a way that is similar to what I'm doing, but not quite similar, where people would know it's a different character. You know, so it was important for us to ha- everybody to have their own uh, personalities. And two, that was up to the actors. So, you know, Johnny Cage is the way he is because that's the way I made him. You know, Scorpion is the way he is because that's the way I made him. Sub-Zero is the, that way because they wait. everybody who came in uh, is that way. Like Liz is, uh, is Sonya Blade. I created the kiss of death. You know, the whole thing is we, we're kind of one-upping it and kind of, man, it was like really, really, uh, it was, it was craziness. So when we were looking at the film, John was like, the the game can't end like this because I'm just standing there. I mean, and then I was like, well, I'm standing there kind of looking like I pass out. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. You can stand there like this, but it's just kind of dead. We got to figure out a way, you know, we got to figure a finishing move. They got to finish. We got to figure a way, some way to finish him. So originally it wasn't a fatality. It was a finishing move or finish. So I was just like, oh, it would be really cool if I jump up in the air and I punch a hole in the guy's face and he turns toward the camera and he has a hole in his face. And so John and I were like, okay, let's film that. So we filmed that and he's like, man, that's a lot of work to do that because there's no Photoshop or, or no motion. Like what you see today, the boss. That mocaps, was not, yeah. Yeah, mocaps <laughs> not invented, created yet. And, you know, so he's like, think of something else. And then I was like, well, what if he goes like this and he falls to his knees and then I do a brutality. I just brutally beat him. And then I punch his head off. And Don's like, okay, let's, let's film that. And he's like, it'd be cool if each character has three fatalities, no, you know, three finishing moves. Later on, they would become fatalities. And I was like, yeah, it'd be really cool. So this will be the sec- second one. And then he looks at it and he's like, man, and he goes, that's a lot of work too. I go, what would you, he was like, what do you really, what else do you want to do? And then I was like, oh, it would really be cool if I could just pop his head right off. So I do an uppercut and pop his head right off. So John's like, that's simple. We can do, let's do that as a third one. And so he's like, if there's enough time, we'll do three. But in the end, if, if, if there's not enough time, we'll just do one fatality, you know, but everybody coming in should have three different finishing moves. So then Rich, uh, Rich comes in later on and does the Kano. Heart, eat the heart and hold it. <laughs> heart yeah. So, you know, later on down the line, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're coming into problems. Like, you know, with Raiden, you know, his hat wouldn't stay on because, you know, when he's flipping up, his hat would fall off or when he's falling down, his hat would fall off. And I was like, John, we don't need to, he doesn't need to get up. He's a God. He doesn't need to get up like us. He could just teleport up. And then, so John was like, oh, that's a really good idea. So. That's how we came up with the teleport because of that one problem. Uh, I was just like, no, we should do this. So all of a sudden, you know, Raiden just teleports up because we had So the limitations of the technology at the time of, or the kip up uh, that he was trying to do wasn't working for him. He just, they, you're like, teleport. Is, I mean, and what, what's cool is that you even gave it a good backstory to it. It's like, he doesn't need to do, he doesn't need to, uh, he's, 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 in, he's in the marble. He doesn't need to kip up. It's like, let's yeah. get up with the teleport. <laughs> John was like, holy cow, let's do that. So John was really about like whatever the best idea was. But uh, but an example of how crazy it is, is here we're doing all these fatalities. And then when Liz comes in, I'm like, hey, we got to get to the kiss of death. And then John is like, she cannot kiss somebody. 
And I would like, look at him like, John, he's like, you can kill people. He goes, but sex, you can't have sex in this game or any type of kissing or anything like that. We can't do that. He goes, they'll get really mad at us. And I'm like, really, we, we can do all these murder people, and but you can't have a girl kiss. He's like, no, you can't. And then I was just like, well, how about if she kisses her hand and blows it at them and it looks like a butterfly and it hits them and it glows up. And so John was like, we can do that. He's like, that's a good idea. And then Liz turns to me, Liz who's Sonia, turns to us and is like, why do I have to kill anybody? Why can't I just be their friend? Why can't I give them a flower or something like that and be their friend? Why do I have to murder people? And so we all laughed, but in number two, that was the, that's how a friendship was created. So we had <laughs> many different things in number one that later on came in, even late, much later, but yeah. I don't think like, it's kind of funny because I don't think we would ever hear like this kind of creativity like this ever again and how gaming works nowadays compared to how it was back in the day because y'all were, man, that is so, that's so awesome how y'all like, how how it was all integrated by, by what y'all were want, what you were doing at the time. Oh my goodness. That is just, that's so, that's so, it's so cool. I was not expecting you, you had that much creativity in it. I mean, creative, uh, cr uh, put your own create creative marks on it. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yes. Every character in one and two has something that I created that got put in <laughs> and created. That is so great. And then like itself though, too, like, I mean, uh, cause I know like, you, cause, uh, I've, I've known that you, you're like, uh, I mean, like I said, you're, you have a really good, like a really big martial arts background and stuff. So you kind of wanted to have that fluidity of like, you know, like if you, uh, uh, have make, make sense of any kind of movement, make sense of what they were doing, uh, was a really big part. And like, so, and I, and I heard that like certain things like, like, like projectiles, like, uh, I believe it was, uh, uh, reptiles, uh, energy ball from, uh, from like, you were not a fan of because it just kind of, it didn't make any sense to you because it just, it just was like right there. Like, like, I kind of want to know, like, what, like why, like what, like, what was it that was that, that you didn't like about like, uh, them wanting to go that direction or with the energy ball, like the energy ball specifically, like what, what happened with that? <laughs> well, with the energy ball specifically, what, uh, so up until a certain point, only the actors and 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 with John's feedback, we're creating like all the moves and special moves and all that stuff like that. But you know, later on, John told me that you know, hey, Ed wants to start creating stuff, and, and I was kind of like a little sassy, a little bit. I was like, does he have any good idea? Because he said no to the first to to the first round. So I was like, and, and I was like, at the, I was like very personal with it. I was like, wanted it to be really good. You know, so I didn't want it just to be, you know, I, I, I was kind of like guarding it, maybe guarding it too much. It was your does baby. Yeah. Does he have any good ideas? And, you know, uh, so with the with the energy ball, you know, with with the spit, I actually I took the with reptile spit. I took it from Spider-Man, you know, fighting with uh, the, the professor in the swamp that turned into a lizard. I forget his name. But he was shoot shoot acid at Spider Man. But anyway, so I always thought that it should be more like a reptile type things, not just like an energy ball. I was like, it's an energy ball. You're gonna go like this, and the guy's just gonna stand there while you do that, and then it's gonna float over, and the guy's gotta stand there while you do all this stuff. I was like, that's not. I'm, I wouldn't be standing still. And two, that's not like a. I, when I imagine reptile, I always imagine them. He's a reptile. 
you know, that stuff has nothing to do with the personality for being a, of a it didn't logically make sense of the character that they were trying to create. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, think of something that is, you know, based with the character. Mm-hmm. That's, that makes- why I was, that's why I kind of fought it. Oh, well, that makes sense, though. I mean, it's kind of like you would be like, "Oh, hey, I got a, a giant bear, and the, but he's holding a gun." It's like, why would he? Why would a bear have a gun in the first place? You know, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just wanted the characters kind of like more do have something to do with you know with what they represented. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's fair. That's really fair enough. And uh, uh, and and I know, like, I mean, and we've all like Mortal Kombat has, is like no is no stranger of like you know the back tr- the, the, the 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 it's been violent for a long time and stuff but like when Mortal Kombat first initially came out the original one that came out I mean it was the it was one of the games that was the initial causes of the ESRB rating systems that happened back in the video games uh, era and stuff uh like in your own opinion like what was your opinion during that time when they were like saying Mortal Kombat was just too violent to play in, uh, like in in games itself? I mean, since you were a part of it, did you really feel like it was necessary for them to kind of go uh, go to that, or like what was what was your own personal opinion about that? Well, for one, when we created Mortal Kombat, we only created it for the arcade game. We never thought it was going to go home. We never thought it was going to do more than two hundred cabinets, and that is the reason why they let me create it you know what i mean because if they if they had the foresight they would never allowed me you know because you know the ideas intellectual property is very questionable about whether they really own it or not you know because they because i'm i'm under contract to just do acting but they let me but because it's never been done they let me be on the ground floor along church with john creating the game it was mostly john and i and then later on, we'd like ask Ed, hey, how do we do this? And Ed would be like, oh, we've got to do this or change that or this, do this. So, you know, with the first game, it was very much, uh, you know, myself, John and the actors creating it, which could be a little, you know, I, I understand why they downplay the story and things like that, because, yeah, it'd be like, holy cow, they didn't really create it the way they're saying. So they, they though it was a collaboration, but, you know, with, with them saying that it's just it's just part of the whole social system you know like i grew up in a time where my mom or my dad would be home even though both of them worked you know my mom only worked part time so she had a lot of of time to supervise us you know back in the day so you know i grew up knowing that you know you don't really hit my brother you know otherwise if i get caught hitting my brother i'd be in a lot of trouble you know <laughs> so it was all our fights were always not that extreme so you know you know i creating the game we were really violent so it was just and everything that was we took we took from other projects you know john cage does his the first projectile because of big trouble in little china uh because of uh egg chen the wizard he he in his nine damn uh demon bag and he throws it you know so that's where i got that and you know you know, Raiden got a lot of stuff from Big Trouble in Little China because he loved that movie. You know, Rich got heart pull from Indiana Jones because he loved that movie. You know, so everybody had things, you know, in there that we did borrow from things that were already out there. So saying that it was too violent, it was like, no, because these, you know, these aren't are really sure they're original. We took the concepts and changed them for the game. But things, things like that stuff were already out there. 
Yeah, I mean, like, look, I've always kind of thought that, I mean, the violence that was in that game wasn't, like, one-to-one real life, in my opinion. So, like, I kind of, like, it It didn't make any sense on the push of, like, how they were pushing it. Because they were, like, saying, oh, we can't, like, <laughs> like uh, uh, we, we can't in our minds have kids play this and then it's going to warp their fragile little minds to be to be thinking oh wow you could actually freeze a person and then rip off their head with the <laughs> with their hands you know and stuff but like uh and then this is me but this is also when i was like 10 or 11 when it came out but that was i just never understood the logic of like why were they pushing so hard on this and uh but but yeah i, I told I, I would totally agree with you i was just like oh okay i mean obviously it's not meant for kids i mean you'd be crazy to if you give it to like a six or seven five or six year old to play it but it wasn't meant for kids it was supposed to be like you were saying arcade only and let alone yeah <laughs> you know yeah. so nah. yeah yeah so you know what so <laughs> they just want i think politicians you know want to blame Nowadays, especially nowadays, they want to blame something. They don't want to figure it out. They're not, not smart enough to figure out, you know, uh, a solution. They want to blame something else and then just keep the blame on that. That's a good point. <laughs> we, that could be a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but uh, like uh, and uh, but overall, though, like, I mean, this year marks the will mark, I believe, the 30th anniversary of the game fully that's been released now. And I mean the transition of like you know from where y'all started to where they're at now like i mean how do you feel like the direction of the the series is is going to now um because it seems like uh they kind of veered away a lot from like you know the martial arts side of things to kind of more like story driven like make-believe like stuff like like i like what's your opinion on where, where where they're at with the franchise now you know what uh where they are now, you know, they, they, they're in charge, so they're going to create it how they are. And I can understand that, like, you know, you have a lot of new people coming in. They want to put their ideas into this project, you know, how to, you know, add to the, to it. Uh, my only complaint is Mortal Kombat is Mortal Kombat. You know, you get people coming in, oh, we want to reboot it or we want to redo it or we want to, you know, they want to do it that because they have a different vision you know, of it, you know, but it, it, it sometimes it's cool, but sometimes it, it messes up the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they should, have, they should have just kept John on because he was the guy who originally, you know, came up with the story, you know, though, though we had, we, we all collaborated on it, but he was the main guy who put the story together and he wasn't, you know, for number one, he was in charge. Number two, he was split in charge, but in, you know, in number three, he was all of a sudden not, you know, it was a cash cow. He wasn't in charge of it anymore. He was just kind of like just a figurehead and, you know, the people uh, upstairs started to reshape it. I mean, yeah, but that, wouldn't that kind of, I mean, I'm not trying to put any words in your mouth, but wouldn't that kind of like upset, kind of be a little upsetting because it feels like, I mean, John, I believe John Tobias did like the original art, right? The, did the original art, he had kind of like a somewhat, a somewhat similar vision. You Like he, he relied on you, let alone with uh, like with a lot of different kinds of, you know, like as the martial artist, like how the move sets and everything were going to go. And then when it becomes super mega popular, when one became really popular, for, I mean, I don't, I, 
I don't. It's hard for me to believe that they only did two hundred cabinets on the first one. Not the word. Like, did, did, like, like, where did they go? Where, where did it expand to? Or what was the presale at? I'm assuming. Uh, I'm sorry. Ten thousand. So, so from two hundred to ten thousand. So you know they had something special with it. Then two came out, and it's probably even more special to where they came out to. And then now they're like, okay, <laughs> uh, John, like. Hold, give the reins back to midway on the rights or whatever. I mean, that seems kind of that, that would seem kind of hurtful in my opinion to me. Like, you know, well, well too, John is, is an easygoing, like he's got a, like a milder personality. He's like really easygoing, you know, uh, uh, kind of, kind of pers- personality. So uh, a bigger personality can kind of take over. You know, take over the the project and have another vision. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, it's going in a different, a little bit of different direction. And two, it's the company owns it. You know, the rights to it, so they can really, uh, really say what's going on. Hey, you have it's getting bigger, so you know they want you know input into it and things like that. So you know, I, I, I for me too, it's you know he doesn't. You know, Tobias and the the actors don't get uh, really enough credit. You always hear about you know the the project lead gets all the credit, and I can understand that the boss always gets the credit. You know, you know, you come up with idea. No, that's his idea. So that's the way the business world works, and that that kind of happens. You know, well, but- I think, yeah. I mean, I do want to let. The, I will say though, like I mean, like because you're you're right. It, I mean, to sleep under the I mean the regular. I mean, not I'm saying that there's no credit that, to be given to Ed Boone. But I mean, I know I for a fact with I mean with people like you with uh, Tobias and stuff like I know who's you should really give the, some real good credit uh, for this to even exist in the minds of everybody because like y'all created a genre. I mean, y'all created a style that was like to a point was even for its time was duplicated because everyone was like, oh, we got to be like Mortal Kombat. And we see all the tons of uh, like Street Fighter, the game, the Street Fighter, the movie, the fighting game and all these different kinds of, you know, ripoffs. But it wasn't like Mortal Kombat, you know. So like y'all made it, y'all made something out of uh, out of nothing. So, I mean, that's the that's where I you got to commend the credit to, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not that, you know, not and not that Ed didn't do anything. He did program the game. You know what I mean? So a lot of. You know, and he was the, the the manager. He bought us a lot of meals. You know what I mean? He would call us. We would be working on the game, and he would call us up, and he's like, "Hi, hey, you guys are doing a good job. I'm going to buy you lunch." And I'm like, we look around. I was like, he hasn't come in here. I doesn't even know we're doing a, any job. You know, we're, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that happened qu- quite a bit. But he was he, at that time. It was really good of him to do that. To know, you know, especially, you know, when. Uh, when they started seeing what was going on, you know, we finally got him in the room and he was like, Whoa, you got, and then he'd be like, Oh, we how do this? How would we do that? And he'd be like, wow, you guys are really working on this game, you know? And then he, yeah, he was really, I think he was really, really impressed of see, you know, what it actually, because you can hear about it. Words are something you see things happening. You're like, Whoa, Whoa, wow. Cool. You know, but, you know, uh, uh, to him and the company not being there for the creation, the, the main creation, I think that's why they could kind of downplay what we did, you know, because he doesn't know, you know, I was landing on concrete for a while. We didn't have a pad. 
So I'm doing concrete and I'm laying concrete and I'm, you know, I'm doing like John, John, John is like, you know, oh, we got to sweep the leg. And so we did literally 30 or 40 different ways to sweep until I came up with that low sweep like that to do, to do it. So it was like, not like instantly, oh, we just came up with this idea. There was a, a process where one thing would take hours to do and finally be like, that's the way we're going to do it. You know, the way we fall was like a whole day before I was, I was just like, we shouldn't fall. We should flip back. Because we were trying to look at it, you know, when you get hit and you fall on the side, I was like, that looks kind of dumb falling on, just falling over on your side. Or, that, or spin around a couple of times and fall. We were doing all that for like a whole day before I was finally like, oh, you know what would be good? And then I would, I was, he's like, what? He goes, and then we can use, you know, different versions of this. So that way it's not, you know, depending on, because we wanted to have like power moves. Like not everyone, when you get punched, would, would, you know, one would knock you back, one would double you over, one would you, you, you would just stand still and you're, you get hit back like this. And then I was like, with the power blow, you flip back. So I, I flipped back onto my back and he was like, whoa, that is really cool. Let's use that. We could use that. You know, we should use that. And I was like, yeah, well, let's do it. So, you know, they not being there, the company, not really, not that John is, John is the company, but <laughs> not, without anybody else with the company, they don't really know how much we created because of that. Or oh. how much I created uh, with that because they weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's cool. Though, but it's kind of, that's cool though. I mean, that's an awesome thing. I mean, do you still talk to, uh, I mean, the, the, the people still to this day, like, you know, like, I mean, Sonia, I mean, obviously your brother, Carlos, and I mean, he did stuff like, are they still like, are they, are y'all still kind of like a close knit group yeah, we, or? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, first of all, the group that was in there, John was like, Hey, who do you know that will work for cheap? Because I can't pay you a lot, but they can help create like this game. Who do you know? And then I was like, Oh, we get a whole song. We get the guy played Kung Lao, Tony Marquez, we could get Liz, you know, we could get, a, I could get a bunch of people to do this just because it would be, you know, geeks and just to create it, you mm -hmm. know, but, uh, you know, I just talked to Hosung over the weekend, you know, I talked <laughs> to uh, Liz, Sonia on, uh, on Thursday, you know, I, I, I usually talk to Rich uh, Kano a lot, you know, uh, guy who plays Kung Lao, Anthony Marquez, I talk to him a lot, like at least three or four times a week, those two guys, my brother, uh, now that he retired from from uh, another realm, he comes to the school and works out more. You know, he, he's got free time, so him and my nephew come in. And we we train martial arts, and he helps me teach. So we, I uh, the people from one and two, I see uh, not as much as back in the day, but I see and keep in contact with them regularly. Mm -hmm. That's so know? awesome. I mean, it's just it's just awesome. I I mean, yeah, I mean, y'all, you literally, you literally made a piece of like you know gaming history. I would say. I mean, I'm not just you, but like you know, you Tobias. I, I mean, the whole the whole crew of all that. And that's that's yeah. very that's very awesome. And uh, uh, just and just wanting to know. I mean, uh, before I wrap up though, like, uh, are, are there any like conventions that you're planning on going to uh, where you know folks can see, meet you, say hello? Yeah, uh, I think, this year. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Pennsylvania on. On the 28th of this month of June, but more importantly, October, October, the anniversary date, October 8th or 9th, mm -hmm. or something like that. That weekend, we will be all in uh, Kansas. 
Wichita. Oh. Kansas for for a convention, so you'll come there and see almost the whole cast from one and two. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. What's the name of that? Do you remember the name of the convention? It's called Level Up. Oh, Level Up. Oh, okay. I didn't know they had one in Kansas. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be in Kansas, and uh, you know, if they go to you know Instagram Master D Piscina or Facebook Master Piscina, all that stuff will be posted on there. You know, of, of regular conventions that I attend, and also that big convention for the anniversary. Perfect, perfect. Well, uh, Daniel, thank you so much for for stopping by. I loved. I mean, I probably could listen to your Mortal Kombat stories all day. <laughs> I would definitely be on top of it. But, uh, guys, thank you. Uh, thank you for stopping by. Really appreciate it. It was an honor. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. And uh, also, if you if guys, if you love these kind of interviews that we do, like with awesome dudes just like Daniel Piscina, by all means, just uh, give us a like, a follow, uh, what have you on any of our podcast services on the CFG Gamecast. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Pop Culture Gems. And then go to, or go to our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com. So uh, once again, this is Davis signing off. Y'all take it easy.